We're gonna be calling Shannon Hunt. Downey, oh, this is your team. <laughs> please meet us at Dairy Queen. We miss you, Downey. Please. All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Shannon Show. Hope you guys are all having a good weekend. Uh, I'm very excited for this episode with uh, my friend Alex Saber. Uh, have him on the show. Alex, how you doing? Doing well, man. How about you? Uh, it's going going all right. I'm really happy to have you on. I think this will be a good episode catching up with you. Uh, sounds like you've been up to a lot, it seems like. So, uh, can't wait to talk about it. And let's just let's start in Okinawa because that's where we met. Uh, I wouldn't say we weren't like best friends or anything, but I mean, like we had a lot of classes together and always saw you around. Uh, how did you get to Okinawa? And how long were you there? Uh, so I moved there in 2010. Uh, I lived there for eight years. It was like yeah. my Believe it or not, it was my first and last military base that I ever lived on. Mm-hmm. Before that, I lived in Bay Area, California. And then like, my dad said, like, hey, we're moving. And said, screw it, let's take the entire family. And the rest there for his history. Yeah. Uh, How did you like it, Inoki? I uh, absolutely loved it, man. Like, mm-hmm. I think, like, looking back now, that's where most of, like, I developed as a person. And, yeah. Without the people I met, like the experiences I had there, like I don't think I'd be standing where I am today. You know, for sure I feel similar. Similar, you know the word. Uh, <laughs> I feel the same. Uh, definitely, it's a. Uh, you were there for longer than I was, but I think just going there around the time when you were in high school, and I don't know, it's a very important time in your life, and it's a very unique place to live. So, it's very cool experience. Uh, what are you doing now? Just for everyone who might not know. Uh, so I currently go to the. Naval Academy and, yeah. um, in Annapolis, Maryland, and it's been a crazy ride this past six months. I bet, yeah. How's it going? Uh, is this is this everything you wanted to do? Like, how's it? I mean, I know Corona has been a little crazy, but yeah, it's even if like it might be the most ideal situation with like this COVID thing. It's like there's a lot of things like in the normal year that you get to do, but this year we can't. Mm-hmm. But you just have to embrace the. They have a phrase in the Naval Academy called "embrace the suck," where you just have to yeah. power, power through it, and like you just have to st- like stay optimistic. Like there's a lot of there's like the culture there. Like for the, they call us midshipmen. The mm-hmm. students, it, it's easy to be like cynical. It's very easy, but you just have to be positive and see that light at the end. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what's it? What's it like going there? Like, were you, were you at the Naval Academy? I'm assuming. Uh yeah. So I yeah. Okay. So, uh, so as so basically at any service academy, like it sucks being a freshman. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They were called plebes, like literally the lowest class. Really? And so we have we're subject to things that um, the, the upper class don't have to do. So we have to like chop in the middle of the hall, like in our dormitory called Bancroft Hall, we have to chop, which means we have to like jog at a light pace in the middle of the hallway. And if we, and if we want to like turn, we have to like pivot like those, J, like those drill. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we also have, if you're not on a varsity sport, we also have morning workouts. Like at, we have to wake up at 0530 and then those go on like 45 minutes to an hour. And then we have 20 minutes to shower, and then these things called chow calls, mm-hmm. which yeah. every five minutes for 20 minutes, we have to, like, yell the menu, like, and all these what? other things. We have to, like, 
So, sir, you now have 20 minutes till morning quarters formation. Formation goes inside common mm -hmm. area at 0715. Uniform for morning quarters formation is so on and so forth. And then, the yeah. and then you have to memorize the menu and like you have to yell it very fast. And you're you have to like yell it in unison. And then from there, you go to your classes. And after that, it's mandatory sports period and then study period in the late evening. So you're like your day is very, very busy, very packed. But yeah. So. Crazy. Sorry. Uh, so I'm guessing is this everything you wanted to do? I feel, I would feel like for anyone else that would be a very overwhelming schedule. But I mean, with all the Jero OTC that I saw you participating in, is this exactly what you wanted to do? Is it just? Um. Yeah. This is what I wanted to yeah. do. Yeah. Like I chose. That's, that's awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Like, I don't know. I just wanted to come here and just worked at it during high school and made it here. Yeah, it's very cool that you got there. I know it's not the easiest thing, and I have a lot of respect for you doing that. I want to talk about now, time we were both at Kubi. You were, I don't know, this is you were the JROTC guy. Like you were kind of like the face of it, and you turned all the. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, no. This is just from my perspective. Maybe yeah, someone yeah. else disagrees, but I mean, you were just you kind of. I'm. I don't want to say you made it like. Cool in a way. Like, I remember at the pep rallies, like, the drill team, whenever you guys were out there on the gym floor and everyone's, like, going crazy because it was actually that good. And it was just, it was really cool to see how much passion you had for it and then it all turning into something on the other end. Can you explain, like, where, when did you get started and why did you care so much about it? Um, like, JROTC, right? Or... Yeah, JROTC, yeah. And we can get into drill or whatever. So, like, um, my, eight, like, it was eighth. Eighth grade and then like taking out classes. I yeah. It was like, I went to lesser. My science teacher at the time she said like, I I thought I only the only reason I picked Jirati on my schedule is because I thought it was the only way to do Cyber Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> I did Cyber Patriot in eighth grade at Leicester, yeah. and turns out like you didn't. Oh. Yeah, I like I didn't like I didn't even do Cyber Patriot freshman year. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, but I joined and. Like, I don't know, like, I still, this, the sense of, like, um, structure, I, even though it's not really, it's not, it's not the military at all, it's like, I like the, I like the sense of camaraderie it developed and the sense, like, yeah. these, these things, like, it, you develop within yourself, like, leadership and discipline and all that, I, I like that, I like that bond, too, mm -hmm. like, those guys, like, like, even making a, like, I made a birthday video for one of my best friends there, and I like I hit up some cadets like who I yeah. haven't talked to two three years and it's like dang like we still, it's like it's like yesterday you know yeah it still means something to them too that they're you know able to do that for you and I mean you guys always seemed really close and it was uh, it was just a really cool thing to see you guys be a part of at Kubi it was never really my thing but I mean everyone's into different things obviously and the commitment was very cool. As well, uh, so it was in the middle of your junior, correct? That you had to move to Guam from Kubasaki, right? Uh, the very beginning, so like right after the beginning, yeah. So like, yeah, um, beginning of October, like after that type. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember it being that soon because I remember you were in Miss Lumberg's class with us for a short amount of time, right? Uh, yeah. Or not? Yeah, you were. So for like, so I only went to Kubi for three weeks. Like, I would have gone four weeks, but then Far East seminar yeah. happened, and then. I moved. Yeah. So, what was that move like for you? Because I know how much you cared about Kubi. So having to go to Guam, what was the transition as a whole? Ah, uh, 
so you know like it was hard to let go because like it was it was another move thing and like to be like i didn't want to move and all but i was only like sad about it i like i was sad about it but then i knew that if if i kept being sad about it like i would not i wouldn't be going anywhere making yeah. one so like i just uh kept my head up and did what i could in guam like it was a culture shock for me because like even though um even though it was where my parents were born and raised like not bo- not born it was they they uh, grew up there right and yeah. like this is an entirely new culture for me like it's very everything's really chill everything's very lax and i think at the time that's what i needed because like you might like you might even say like i was like jerazi but whatever but I, th- I think like back then I was really, I think I was like a rash person, <laughs> like very, tra- very train on, and the uh, lack of a better word, Guam gave me a huge ass chill pill. Really? Yeah. That's good. Um, in a way, I'm sure. I mean, I remember, whenever I left Koopy for my senior year, I felt a lot of the same things. I I obviously missed it a lot. Did you? So what's the difference? It's a different island. So you go from one island to the to another. I've never talked to someone on my show before who had even lived in Guam, I believe. What's it like there, and how's it different from Oki? Well, Guam's about the size from Naha to Nago, so, like, it takes oh, an hour. Oh, wow. It takes an hour and 30 to get around the island. It's, like, less than 200,000 people, and it's, like, very chill vibes, and the mm-hmm. people here, like, life is, like, slow, and, like, you, like, it's, like, hot all year round, and, like, you just instantly fall in love with it. Um... Yeah, so that's that's Guam basically, and like a quarter of the island is military base, like Air Force, Air yeah. Force, and they just built the new Marine Corps base, uh, Camp Laws, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, that sounds like a nice place to be. And I want to talk. Let's go back into JRTC just a little bit more. I know you had this commitment. I don't remember it specifically, so forgive me if I get something wrong. But it was the whole honor school thing that was a very big deal to you for a long time where did what what is it and then how did it end up turning out for you please i'm sorry i don't want to sound like no, uneducated no, 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 no it's like um if i expl- explain um so honor yeah. school it's, it's so uh kubasaki there so there's in the mcgrtc the whole thing across states there's four re- four regions and uh, kubasaki's yeah. in region four that which okay. goes like hawaii and the uh, west coast schools and mm-hmm. in order to be like a distinguished as an honor school unit uh, you're supposed to be in like the top 10 20 percent of that region and f- for like if you're beat and at like sophomore year i wanted to go to the service academy but one of the requirements for a service academy is that you need to get a nomination so it be it from uh your your um congressman or whoever but being in jrtc like you could like at the time i thought the only way you could get a JRTC nomination is was, was if you could be honor school for the really? service academies. But like, here's the part about like me being rash and like, you no, know, like had I just done my research, like I would have found out like you don't need to be an honor school to like get a nomination from your JRTC teacher. Like, mm. like being honor school, it would have been like cool and all, but like, so like, um, it only allows you to be nominated to go to a different branch. So like a Marine, like a Navy JRTC, if they're an honor school, they can nominate their kids to go to the Army Service Academy or Air Force. Oh, okay. But if it's not an honor school, then um, 
uh, it's only Navy to Navy. Like being at honor school means like you do it, like your your school your uh, your JROTC program. There's a lot of like uh, community service. The seniors have a lot oh, of scholarships okay. and all these other factors that play into it. So yeah. doing community service and other things can get you into that top ten to twenty percent. You said. Yeah, like if everyone, if everyone does, like you have to keep, like it was a lot of, to keep track. And, and like the part where like, where I learned is that, um, don't, one, don't like, don't rush into like things head first. Like, mm-hmm. like work, like sophomore year was a big trip for me, dude. Like looking really? back at matching, back in retrospect, like I was like, I was so focused into this one thing. Like it started like really took a toll on my mental health because like mm-hmm. i don't know like my like i wasn't like it was, it was an experience like i learned a lot of things like it's okay it's okay to like you don't like you don't have to work by yourself like it's you can yeah. be vulnerable with your friends and all that and that's the part where Wong gave me that chill pill to realize that yeah, that's good. And even though it didn't turn out the way I'm assuming you were expecting it to, that hard work into something I think still means something in the long run. That you were able to have that dedication for something for a long amount of time. I think that says a lot about you and your determination as well. Like, also, surprising. yeah, go ahead, please. So like senior year, like I was, uh, I was I was here, and then I saw on Facebook the the like the Hawaii Marine Corps JROTC. They posted the. Yeah top 10 schools who got honor school and number seven was kubasaki <laughs> oh like, really in our senior year so <laughs> like i texted my friends like yo good job and then yeah it, it worked that's pretty cool of them so that they so they, they end up getting that. it yeah that they is ended awesome. up getting it <laughs> yeah yeah so do you still keep in touch with everyone who's in oki still a lot i mean i know we're older now and there's not as many people as you know i'm assuming still there but do you still keep in contact with a lot of them and your teachers uh so like somewhat i try like i try to text them here and there and um it's one of the things i i wish i did more of like mm-hmm. back in could be like talk to people like talk to people more like make make those memories because like i i, just, I was like looking at my pictures like back in freshman sophomore year, like dang i don't have that many pictures so it's like <laughs> but it is what it, it hasn't is. yeah yeah uh, sometimes you're always seem to be like a really busy guy too. I mean, I remember talking to Kenneth about that. Sometimes, like, man, Alex always has somewhere to be, man. And you're always talking about the one other thing, please. The the field of five thing. You were so determined about that, so dedicated. <laughs> Can you explain how did that start? And like, it just turned into something so big for you. And I'm like, yeah, I want to get a good score on the exam too, but <laughs> I don't know. Like, you were taking a totally different level. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So field of five is this catchphrase by. Uh... Mm-hmm. Mr. Milanovic, he's a he's a really good math teacher there, and yeah, I had him it, as well. Yeah, it's like it's his uh, catchphrase, and I saw in the yearbook at the end of freshman year, I was like, you know what, like hell, hell yeah, like that's the mindset to go, and then mm-hmm. like just just be uh, go all out with especially everything, like even if it's not AP class, just feel the five means this, give it your all, and what you got, because it's better than not not doing your all, and knowing that. Another good teacher that you had that we actually shared together was Mr. Koya. And we, this is one of the best classes, if not the best, I was ever a part of. It was um, our sophomore year. We had him for, I don't know, honors, literature, or whatever it was called. And kind of turned into Koya Club. I'm not sure who named it that. Might have been you. But do you have a favorite memory from that class? It seemed like every day there was something new going on. 
like I have a ton of memories from that guy. Yeah. Like yeah. there's the the Tale of Two Cities at the wall, like and it with the wall we painted the mm-hmm. the, the six uh, Mr. Wooden, the like it's like you look at that class, you find new memories. Like like just yesterday, I remembered when Mr. Koya like he was talking about how Shanti's paper is like the only one in the world with the unique combination of words and then he ripped it up and threw it into a ball <laughs> he would uh he would do a lot of things that you just were not expecting he was very he was a good teacher but he also was able to keep your attention by almost being an entertainer in some ways i'm not sure if he would call himself an entertainer he most definitely would not but he would um i don't know it was there's something about him no matter how difficult the class would be no matter how annoyed i would get at him for certain things in terms of like how he graded certain things oh definitely uh, uh, oh my gosh, i never forget. I thought I marked up my text beautifully. Like my book was just covered in uh, writing all in the margins with pen, highlighted. And he gave me a 50 on it. He's like, you need, you're gonna need a little bit more. And I was like, there's no more space. And I learned there is more space. You gotta write smaller, you gotta get more in there. It was just one of those things where it, that class prepared me for college more than any other class I took. And it wasn't even necessarily about the material, it was about how he taught us and the structure of it. It was uh, very different from any other class I took. Not sure about uh, you, but a lot of good memories. I remember as well whenever he didn't realize that Devin and Elizabeth had broken up, and uh, he, he <laughs> yeah, he referenced oh he referenced the two of them being together or something, and uh, it was just got super awkward. You're like, Mr. Koya, <laughs> not together anymore. And it was just I don't know. It was one of those things where like you're cringing inside, but I don't know. Really funny looking back on. It's like. It was funny, but like on the academic discipline, like so very few teachers, at, like at Kubisaki or even anywhere for that matter, you know. Like, yeah. Really, really good. He had me to a point where I was just, I just was trying so hard on those essays. Like everything had to be perfect. I felt like even though I didn't need to be perfect, like it was just that standard that he had that I didn't want to disappoint him. I didn't want him to read something that was crap in his eyes. Like I wanted it to all be quality work that I turned in. And I don't know, you don't, I didn't always feel that way about other classes. So yeah, good thing from him. He was a good teacher. He is a good teacher. He is still, yes. If you're watching the show, I didn't get him on the show. Now I'm not sure if that's possible, but we'll, we'll try. Uh, Alex, well, actually, something, it would be pretty cool. Uh, May I can get a Koya Club reunion episode. I think, let me know. Anyone out there is in Koya Club. If you want to get it done, we can get it done. So something else I see a lot on your story is you play a lot of the guitar, which, I mean, uh, when did you start playing? And you see, you're very talented. Thank you. Yes. Uh, um, so I started playing in uh, fourth grade. Like, mm-hmm. I took lessons for actually like eight years, but the thing was like, yeah. um... Like, the, the first two is, like, that's when I, like, I really was into it, like, the lessons helped. But then, like, I guess the beginning was, like, like years three through seven, I think. Like, that's when, like, I, I, like, had, I just lost, like, interest in it. I only, the only time mm-hmm. I played guitar was during that, um, during that weekly guitar lesson. And, like, I just, I just didn't care for it at all. But then, I think, like, beginning of eighth grade, I saw this uh, style of music called fingerstyle guitar, where you play the bass percussion and melody all into one and like i said well that's really cool and mm-hmm. like i just like grinded it out like i learned how to play that style it was i think it was i'm yours like 
by Sung Ha, like Sung Ha, this Korean guitar player, like Sung Ha Jung, and mm-hmm. like he's what he and this other guy named Andrew Foy, he's what inspired me to like play fingerstyle and like learn how everything works and yeah, like after that my eighth year of taking guitar lessons, I I I stopped and just taught everything like I'd go on YouTube, look at the notes for it and how to how to play it and listen to the song and then just practice and so look sounds good that's awesome yeah so this that new style kind of brought you back into playing guitar that's that's pretty neat uh do you still play a lot now yeah i still play like i bought a like i bought a guitar for my room back at usna nice thanks man uh also i want to talk to you now cross country i know you were part of that and then it seemed like you got back into that in guam Alex, you were doing so much all the time, man. I can't believe it. I mean, you just, you were, well, let's start with Cross Country. You, when did, what year did you start? Uh, so, like, start, like, I started Cross Country back in freshman year because yeah. in 7th, 8th grade, like, my dad said, hey, let's do the Camp Lester color run. And I didn't think I was going to mm-hmm. finish it, but I, I actually, like, I did. And I even, like, surpassed, like, I even passed my dad. <laughs> he told me, kept going, yeah, keep going, keep going. And then. I actually, like, that was my first 5K, and from then on, I knew, like, dang, I love running, so I just did, uh, I just did, uh, freshman year, sophomore year there, and then junior year, junior year, I didn't do it because, like, the whole move situation, by the Mm -hmm. time I got to Guam, they were already done, but then senior year, I did cross country with the running. Yeah, that sounds good, and you, that's, it's really neat. So you still, do you, I'm assuming you run a lot at the academy. That's a stupid question. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I was, I, yeah, I was yeah. really about to ask that. That's uh, that's cool. You were in Kuzaki Student Council, I believe, also, right? Yeah, I was a freshman right. and sophomore class president. Yes, okay. And then I, did you not run junior year because you knew you were leaving? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Because, like, I remember, I, obviously, I ran, but I was anticipating you also running. I don't think I, you were moving at the time. And it was a real shame because I didn't run against anyone. Spoiler, guys. Sorry. I didn't run against anyone. I did all that for nothing. But uh, what what was that experience like for you freshman year? Because I remember you giving a good speech. I was in the auditorium. I was watching you. And got, you got my vote, Alex. There you go. What was it like freshman year? Thanks, man. It was like... I, like it was just, like freshman mindset at the time. It was like I just like dang, like I don't think I'm gonna like do this because like there's like the Lester kids that I like I knew at the time and the like, Kadena Ryuku kids I didn't know. It's just that I, like I didn't know if like I was gonna be able to convince them, but then it worked surprisingly. And I don't know. It's like just being president, even like if sophomore year wasn't like my best year, like it was just like. You guys actually like my like like my friends like mm-hmm. like you guys like allowed me to become the person I am today because like you guys pushed me like to keep pushing myself even when I like you guys pushed me to keep pushing myself even when I stopped doing that for me like you guys helped me to be where I am today it's like I I I just owe it to myself to help you guys out like whatever that may be. Yeah, you were really selfless in that position. I mean, you're always reaching out to us, asking for suggestions, like really working hard at that with so many other things going on. So I think that meant a lot to everyone to see that dedication for the class. So that's really cool thing for you to be a part of. Do you have of. any uh, other memories from Kubi that stand out to you? Ben, I mean, you still 
hold a lot of value in with your friends there? I think what is it? There was like Lundbert. There was like that time I like I went to school with you guys in winter break, and then like we took a yeah. quiz in Miss Lundbert's class. Um, chemistry with Calvin, Miss Calvin. Like that class was like really fun. Like the whole like the whole people in there. Yeah, I remember you showed up again. I think it was over winter break, and we're just like, Alex is back. Like, what's going on, man? <laughs> it was just out of nowhere. I'm not sure if you told anyone else you were coming back, but I, it was com- completely caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, well, what's up, man? Okay, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like, like, I like in my junior year, I like I want to go like visit you guys or yeah, my, just visit Oki for winter break, and it worked out. Like, I was able to go to school, uh, go to school even for yeah. Did you, um, have you been back to Oki since then? Nah, like, with, I haven't been able to go since, uh, uh that winter break, and with this whole COVID situation, like, <laughs> that seems like, yeah. no, like, like, they just shut, like, Japan just shut down their borders until mm. Jan 31st, so we'll see how it goes, like, hopefully, like, hopefully in, like, these next four years or whenever, like, I'll be able to see Oki again. So... Yeah, so you would consider going back. I would absolutely love to go back as well. Do you have yeah. a favorite? What was your favorite food in Oki? This is something that I've discussed with a lot of people. I mean, what was, I guess, your favorite restaurant or place to eat? Oh, man. Uh, I know that's tough. There's a lot of good options. <laughs> uh, definitely. Uh, I think it's the, like, the ramen. like the, Yeah, for sure. There is this one restaurant, like, uh, like, it translated somewhat to Kyoto ramen. Like, you could, you could mm-hmm. see it. You could see it like in the a the Raikon Mall and up near Kadena, I think. Like it was like they they have ramen that like in like sushi down here in Guam. But it's like like it's not it can't compare to the real thing. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't think. Uh yeah, I have one of the ramen spots that uh, Garrett and I liked was Linya. It was uh, right outside of Camp Foster. Uh, just so good. I can't even like. I haven't even tried to get ramen since I've been back to the States because I just am not ready for that disappointment, to yeah. be honest with you. And I mean, it was just, it just amazes me the quality of food you can get from a convenience store like Family Mart or Lawson's versus I like, well, go into a 7-Eleven here and it's like all crap. It's, I don't know. Definitely, man. It's just so different. So whenever you went back to the States to go to school, you left Guam, was it a... You hadn't been back to the States for a while then. You hadn't lived there for, because you were in Oki for eight years, you said, and then Guam for that year. So was that a tough transition? Uh, I guess, yeah, like, um, like, I, I've been to the States before, like, emergency leave, leave like, yeah. breaks, all that, but, like, being in the East Coast and also being in, like, in a military, like, environment with the academy, it was, like, a whole thing that I had to process down and, like, I guess with the people, like, they all come from different walks of life. Some are, like, so, like, in my, like, uh, my, like, my, uh, my company, like, the freshman, like, or freshman there. So, like, there's people who are civilian, like, with no military background, like, can I come out? There's, like, military brats, Navy, Marine Corps, and there's some prior enlisted and there's uh, some people who went to NAPS, which is like the preparatory school. Like they go to year of that, and then they come to the academy. So it's like all different walks of life, and it's just the culture that, yeah, that's like, cool. Yeah, it's like be, like like seeing stateside kids again. Is like you know how like 
it's a different vibe from like I Absolutely. guess Okinawa, like the dis, you see, like you see the discipline, like in like the Kubasaki or even Okinawa in general. But so like, yeah, it's a, that's the thing you just have to get used to, and yeah, yeah, it must be a cool experience just to see everyone come together in that way. If you had to give advice to someone who's going to the Naval Academy, say their first semester next fall, what would you give to them? What would you say? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things just advice i'd say is just be a good dude like help help yeah. out your like help out your classmates because like they're gonna be they, they are your family for the next four years yeah. and years to come after that and it's like just be a good person help help everyone or just yeah just help out your classmates when they need it because like you you, you will you will not be able to go through that place by yourself like Absolutely. Like, I learned over like my the plebe summer, like our training there before the school year started is like, um, you need you need to work as a team and like you're only as strong as your weakest link, so everyone needs to yeah. pull through for each other in order to succeed as a whole. Yeah, and that can apply to a lot of things. So that's very cool indeed. And if you had to give advice to someone who was starting their freshman year Kusaki in JROTC, what would you give to them? Uh. Jared he's not every like there's so much more to high school than Jared TC. Um I'd say make memories, like take a lot of pictures because like you're gonna like you're gonna wanna look back with stuff that you did and yeah. Like just have have fun, you know. Because like high school's only four years and just like you learn so much about yourself in those four years. Just have fun and feel the five, I guess. Yeah, feel the five guys. I wouldn't absolutely. I, you're absolutely right about that in terms of enjoying your time there. Because I wasn't too excited my first time as a move in Japan, but I mean, some of the best years of my life for sure. And uh, really cherish those memories and cherish your time there because that's it's a really cool place to be. Uh, sounds like good place to wrap up, Alex. I really enjoy doing this, man. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. This has been the Shannon Show, guys. Alex, thank you again. Oh, thank you, Shannon. <laughs> Stop the recording.